0: presentation. Welcome back to another untitled TIFF review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric march in.
1: Matt, I've got some good news. What's We've up? just been picked up by Praise the Lord uh, Networks.
0: <laughs> yeah, Christian, yeah. We're just <laughs> switching full Christian. We're going on TV. Um, I do have – I don't have a Diet Coke, but I do have a Coke Zero Sugar. Now, did you open um, it with a nail file though? I opened it with my nails or probably my finger,
1: but um, – I mean close enough, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You're a Diet Coke man too.
1: I am, yeah. I mean it's more to do <laughs> – when I say health purposes, I mean I it's avoiding sugar, but I, I, I understand um, – you know, the idiocy of saying that because you know it has aspartame. Oh, and it's just sure chemicals. It's, yeah, it's
0: all trash. Yeah, yeah, it'll kill
1: yeah. me faster that way. Instead, of, instead of giving me diabetes, I'll get cancer. You know, it's nah, that's the I, trade-off.
0: I yeah, I know. Um, I I can't stop drinking delicious des- delicious Coca Cola zero sugar. <laughs> I right Not now just have a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. You know, very nice. A, um, yeah. but yes, today we are reviewing Michael Showalter's uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is now playing uh in cinemas so one of those tiff movies that premieres early in the fest and then comes out during the festival and then you can even pay more money to still see it at tiff while you could go to a cineplex or a landmark or amc or regal or wherever you want to go european chain that i don't know about um starring jessica chastain andrew garfield cherry jones vincent d'onofrio uh and more Eric, how are you? We're done pretty much Tiff now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a couple of, of stragglers that will be um, recording reviews for um, this week uh, as, as we're talking now. Yeah, our uh, coverage so- will continue into this week after the festival. Yeah, with a wrap up show and a couple more reviews for films like Bergman Island and uh, Seven Prisoners. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yep. But how are you feeling overall? Good. You know, yeah. I, yesterday, yesterday again, as we're recording, uh, this is a Sunday. Um, I took Saturday mostly off and mm-hmm. just kind of relaxed a little bit and watched uh, Silent Night. Um, I watched a lot also the played...
0: Succession. And
1: are you caught up now? Are you are you on no, to got... like at the
0: end of season two? I got two or three more episodes so i'm almost there and then i visited my dad for his birthday birthday but anyways keep going how,
1: how's how's mike doing <clears throat> good
0: you know we got there he had a little tummy ache and he was napping and i'm like cool 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 cool, cool. uh but then um you know we just hung out it was nice to kind- i told him about the humans and right how it reminded me of everyone of my family but uh well told- your
1: dad was asking about uh dear evan <laughs> hansen wasn't he <laughs> he was yeah and i told him <laughs> the truth uh anyways that's you, should, you just should have <laughs> shown him the review <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i yeah, linked them to the youtube channel dad i i you know i i love spending time with you but if you uh if you truly care about me you'll get you'll give me the the subscribe the and hits. like yeah
0: <laughs> like comment subscribe share um sorry but you you watch silent night which you'll talk
1: about on the uh the post show yeah which also um, actually weirdly enough uh to tie it back to coke has a scene where characters drink coke uh, in a, a very lot of ominous coke manner in, i mean one night in soho also coke uh
0: very prominently placed i mean coca-cola has been around forever and is you know prominent in everything so
1: yeah i i prefer it over pepsi and i know i get it they're both basically the same thing but no there they're is not a difference. they there are different. pepsi yeah, there is.
0: sucks i'm sorry
1: everyone hot take dune not very good pepsi sucks <laughs> pepsi is just too sweet <laughs> um i find like regular pepsi And then there's something kind of off with the taste of Diet Pepsi more so than Diet Coke. I mean, I honestly... Okay, now
0: I'm backtracking already. I'm already flip-flopping. Diet Pepsi, I think, is not better than Diet Coke, but is almost a better representation or closer to the taste of pepsi than diet coke is to coke and then i think that's why we have coke zero which i like because it's supposed to taste more like normal coke because there are people like tammy faye to bring everything back so we can actually review this movie uh (laughs) who just like the taste of diet coke which is why they don't fuck with that i don't think
1: yeah and uh yeah, I, I don't really have anything else other than that to say than, than you know, like talking about uh, Diet Coke and Coke, I think, is actually more interesting than really talking about this film. Um, yeah. Which, you know what? To be honest, I actually think that there is some stuff in there in this film. Uh, we'll be, we're we talking about The Eyes of Tammy Faye, as Matt mentioned, directed by uh, Michael Showalter, um, that are worth discussing. Yeah. Um, We haven't really talked yet about what we thought about the movie. I know you posted um, a a tweet, but um, for those who are unfamiliar, Uh, This story is based um, on the life of Tammy Faye and specifically the documentary uh, with the same name that came out in 2000 and sort of chronicled the rise and fall of both Tammy Faye uh, and her husband, Jim Baker, as televangelists sort of reaching out to Christian America uh, through television in the 1970s and 80s and then their uh, eventual fall from grace if you will, um, to the point where, you know, you see two sides of them as people. Uh, A lot has been discussed already surrounding the transformation of Jessica Chastain into the role of Tammy Faye because of the makeup. People Um, love a transformative performance, Eric. Right, right. Whether it be, you know, putting on weight or losing weight or sort of being covered up in makeup and being unrecognizable, when we talked about the trailer on the regular show, I even made a um, jab, a slight jab, not at the performance in the trailer, but at the makeup, you know, in the n- scenes that take place in the nineties, um, that Tammy Fade looked like, looked like the radiator, uh, woman in, uh, David Lynch's eraser head. You oh know, with, yeah. With the, with the good. cheeks. Good. I um, said a
0: Dick Tracy villain, but yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And, and again, that. That's just I think that comes with the territory when when you're when you're working with a younger actor and either aging them up or even using CGI, you know, to de-age them. And we've talked about that even with the Irishman. Um, The good news is. Chastain's performance is so strong Mm -hmm. that it. Does help to sort of set off some of that a little bit, I agree. especially when the story is spanning five decades. Um, the film sort of opens at the end um, of you know not her life per se, but the 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 end of her reign and sort of dealing with the fallout in the mid nineties. But then flashes back to how she came into uh, prominence in the 1950s as a child and grew up poor in Minnesota Um, then into the 60s and 70s where she meets Jim Baker and uh, the two not only uh, become traveling uh, preachers, but then kind of figure out that television, you know, the medium that it is, is the best way to exploit the masses. Um, Tammy Faye is always portrayed as someone who is kind and compassionate to those in need. And Jim Baker, on the other hand, is conniving and manipulative and your classic kind of slimy businessman who's using religion to, to uh, manipulate yeah, gain those. gain fame in- and fortune. Man. Exactly. And a lot of this sounds so much like, you know, a Martin Scorsese movie where you think of like the classic gangster films that he makes, you know, whether it be Goodfellas or Mean Streets or The Irishman. Um, and even though, again, Chastain's performance is the best part of this movie. And you can probably tell carries she, the movie to make she it watchable. puts everything into this role. And she's also a producer on the film. Uh, Freckle Face Productions is, is the company that, you know, she um, is the sort of owner of or co-owner of it and she films freckles film pardon me and she is the one that 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 just totally kind of captivates you in every scene even when you know you get to the 80s and early 90s where the makeup becomes more sort of dominant in more eraser head yeah in the frame um but i almost felt that the 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 thing that was miscast or the hiring was michael showalter um who is a filmmaker who is best known for collaborating on a lot of comedies, whether it be more recently with the lovebirds or wet, <clears> hot American summer, the big sick, even the big which sick, had a yeah. dramedy kind of vibe to it. Yeah. But this almost feels like it should have been something. And, and, and I understand the cliche that will go along with it um, pertaining to, you know, being Scorsese, faux Scorsese or Scorsese adjacent is it almost felt like this should have been directed by uh craig gillespie i was gonna say the
0: same thing dude (laughs) i exactly thought the same thing like this movie wants to be i tanya but it kind of just falls or corella right yeah on almost every level except for chastain's performance like it, it becomes so watered down and so kind of generic that it it just ends up like, yeah, you're there for Chastain. And every time she's on screen, you're like, oh, she is actually quite good. Um, But whenever she's not, you're just like, I could not care about anything else in this movie. Um, I I thought Garfield was fine. Um, I think he's more noticeable. Like every time, you know, he's on screen with his kind of bad uh, prosthetics and, 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 his performance just felt more like he, like it's more mannered. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Go ahead. Yeah. and,
1: And it's also like your classic kind of slimy businessman who you can see, you know, early on in their, their relationship you know is is always looking to sort of climb up the ladder and 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 take opportunities where they fall and he also gravitates towards television but he can only do so um mm-hmm. with her because she's obviously uh you know a driving force in believing in you know religion as a tool to help others and to spread the word and to spread the gospel where he is you know using it, but at the same time, he, his agenda isn't necessarily as pure of heart.
0: Yeah. And I like that juxtaposition between the two and how he even manipulates her. And, and, um, you know, I do think that her intentions are in the right place and I never think it vilifies her or even pokes fun at like her in like a way of like laughing at her or anything. And, um, I just think, you know, she was kind of oblivious to everything happening because she was either in love or she just really wanted to help people. And no matter what, she thought, you know, uh, Jim was a way of kind of doing that, even though if he had his own motivations, but yeah, I just found the filmmaking to be super conventional. And that's what I mean. Like someone like, craig gillespie love him or hate him like uh brings kind of an edge to it or 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 something that you know fits the material where i feel like showalter here like again going back to the makeup it felt like the makeup in wet the wet hot american summer series when he made himself robert Ra- uh, uh, ronald Reagan, ronald reagan ronald reagan thank you which is um, ronald
1: reagan is also mentioned uh in throughout Myst, this right? in, the, in yeah. the portion in the 80s i'm surprised you didn't play
0: him <laughs> it's in the <laughs> wet hot american summer universe um that's like when he popped Up as Reagan in Wet Hot American Summers, the the kind of what the makeup looked like uh, to me throughout. And yeah, I just felt it very conventional, where, you know, it was that kind of thing that I think me and you talk about a lot, where in biopics, where it's just kind of the greatest hits, like kind of skims on all of the big moments in their lives or the big moments that they have to kind of cover and then never really picks one moment or one thing to really focus on and then gives you the rest of the, you know, the nuance of who they were and and, and their story kind of in this kind of focused um kind of over narrative and then in this it just feels like okay here's where it ends let's go back to the beginning let's go in chronological order show you the big moments the filmmaking is pretty standard okay he's a bad guy she's oblivious it's just like i don't know and then the little seeds that they plant at the beginning that all come kind of full circle just feels kind of um standard and then it just anytime chastain wasn't on screen I just found myself kind of going who I just want her to come back because that's the only thing keeping this, this train rolling for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, a uh, Sylvia's script does do that classic thing where it's like, you know, it pinpoints certain moments in, you know, the, the life and times of this character and sort of, okay, you know, this is when they were, you know, traveling around and they went to a motel and they watched Pat Robertson on the TV and, you know, found that, you know, he wasn't really all that dynamic a a personality, but what he was preaching was reaching a mass audience, even more so than having to kind of be that kind of classic traveling preacher and, and, or, or in this case, Mm -hmm. a, a, a salesman, you know, um, what I do like about the script, and I think it does have some touches here and there, but it doesn't do it enough to justify the overall film of of completely winning me over, is there is a moment early on where you see, you know, them leaving this, you know, kind of cheap motel, and you know, the car that they ha- that that Jim has bought has been repossessed, and then they run into a producer for the Christian broadcast network and i do feel like michael showalter there is trying to kind of add like a little sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of wink to the audience of like how ridiculous sometimes biopics are where like how people meet
0: yeah i agree and i thought the same thing like even the way
1: that the sun kind of kind of kind of comes in in the corner but I, of the fight i don't think it sticks to that though like no, i wish that I, and, and was i the agree tone. with you i, I wish that was you. the
0: tone throughout the whole thing where i, I was thinking of walk hard as i yes, as i yeah. was watching this and in that moment and even the dad in this reminded he i was like is that the frederick same actor? frederick lane so frederick um,
1: lane you probably best know him from um he was the police officer that was escorting evangeline lily's kate and lost
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly the stepdad. it. Thank yeah. you. But he also reminded me of the guy, the father from walk hard. And right. I kept thinking like devil's hands and like the wrong son, dad. And like it, Michael Showalter has that kind of tone that I feel like I know this is a real life story, um, but I feel like you could have satirized the biopic a little bit um with this story and what you're mentioning kind of gives a little bit of that like a little nod to how kind of silly some things are when you have to kind of take artistic liberties and and put a story together um but i i never think it really commits to that and there are some you know i like the kind of the christian network kind of um you know, using the old VHS kind of style and there's some weirdness to all that stuff. But um, I was thinking of Walk Hard and I'm just like, I almost wish they would have taken like almost an over the top kind of like still tell the true life story, but do it in a way that kind of pokes fun at biopics. Because when you kind of just water it down and just make it like any other biopic, even though you kind of had this ridiculous makeup and, you know, the tone is, you know, pretty serious throughout. And there's only a couple moments like that. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you, but I just wish they kind of stuck to that throughout, where I feel like that's the only real instance of a like little wink to the audience.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple other things that I I, I did like pertaining to um, Tammy Faye's relationship with not just Jim Baker, but her mother. And I think mm-hmm. that there's an interesting sort of... Cherry parallel- Jones,
0: which, who just showed up in Succession.
1: Right. <laughs> who, I mean, awesome. who's a great New York actor, the- yeah. mostly known for theater, but when she's on screen and 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 whether it be television or film she's always a very commanding presence i agree and can be very cruel and cold and works kind of perfectly as you know this mother who's trying to repent for her own sins as we see in the beginning of the movie and almost you know in the process is treating her daughter so poorly that you know Through the rest of the film, we see Tammy Faye seeking the approval of, you know, her mother and her mother's love. And I think that that is interesting in terms of the parallel between her relationship with Jim, where we see, you know, early on in their relationship, whether it be at, you know, um, school or, you know, when she first introduces uh him to uh her mother and stepfather we see jim defend uh tammy in those two moments against uh the uh teacher teaching scripture and the mother kind of saying that your your plans are a little bit flimsy which i don't disagree with 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 cherry jones's character because she's kind of the voice of reason at times asking questions that i think need to be asked like where's the money coming from and you know do you you really think that this is what you know god would want in terms of prospering and, and what yeah. have you but you see jim uh andrew garfield's character come in and kind of defend her and i almost feel that like that's part of the attraction of what she saw in jim is that she yeah. was he was able to quote-unquote speak for her because she was too either timid or shy to do so and always had to put up with the people that were controlling her. But to the point where she doesn't realize that Jim Baker is just as bad and sort of where that story goes. Yeah. In terms of, you know, his sort of deceitful uh, sort of ways and sort of, taking money from others but also not being true to himself of who he actually is and all i could think of as well watching this was that retin link episode of jim baker's doomsday buckets where he was basically like <laughs> that selling... is jim baker's stuff yeah i didn't yeah I, I didn't even put two and two together
0: and you know now that you're saying that that's i'm like that's exactly where i've heard this from <laughs> right or, and I, <laughs> I could so jim
1: baker from. has these like apocalypse apocalypse buckets kinda... where you can like they're they're basically like food that you can buy and 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 Uh, rehydrate for you know the your bunker and uh, Rhett and Link basically tried all of the food and that's the only thing I could think of every time he was on screen and it almost you know distracted from the performance even though the performance is kind of just in support of of Tammy Faye which there's nothing wrong with that because it is Mm -hmm. Tammy Faye's story but it just kind of feels like again the performances around Chastain and the filmmaking doesn't match what she's bringing to the table. And if it were, I think you would have a better film. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it is really just the Jessica Chastain show, which she's very good in the movie and she always is usually. And, and, and it just, again, it feels like there was a missed opportunity here to tell a really fascinating story about Televangelism and the greed and glory that goes into it all, and the manipulation, like even the stuff you know with Vincent D'Onofrio as as Jerry uh, Falwell Sr., who again really love him as an actor, and he is this intimidating presence. And I love the scene where they first meet him, or he's introduced at Pat Robertson's estate, and you know. Um, Tammy Faye being very savvy goes to sit at the table with the rest table. Yeah. Yeah. The boys club. Right. Um, And, you know, at that moment you're seeing her assert herself a little bit more, or even when she is kind of pumping up Jim Baker to kind of, you know, push forward. I think that there is, you know, a savviness there. And that's also why I can't completely, subscribe to the ideal of her being an innocent in terms and all of this the the you know profiteering of you know taking from from other people i don't think tammy faye was completely uh, oblivious to it no yeah. i don't i honestly don't i i think she you know she was a part of it. She might have been somewhat gullible, but at the same time, I but think almost that turned a, uh, for a blind a eye. Term.
0: Yeah, a better lack of a better term turned a blind eye to it. And like, that's kind of I get that vibe, too.
1: Yeah. And I just and I just feel that the film is, is maybe too easy on her in terms of that stuff, because, again, it feels like. You know, okay, well, look at the good stuff that Tammy Faye, you know, she was yeah. an advocate for the LGBTQ community within the Christian community, and trying to kind of bring a voice there and 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 not demonize those who had AIDS because a, a large portion of this story takes place within the 80s, especially from 85 onward, where you know you have someone like Jerry Falwell talking about like uh you know, gay cancer and things like that and spreading these Mm -hmm. horrible lies and misinformation where she was an advocate for those, um, you know, who were practicing Christians and, 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 you know, still LGBTQ um, sort of members. And I think that is something that is worth sort of noting and, and also looking at the idea of somebody who becomes a parody later in their life, whether it be on talk shows or, made fun of on, you know, like SNL or something like that and sort of taking a step back and being like, okay, how did how did we get to this moment in this person's life? And, you know, are they um should they be ridiculed the way yeah, that they are? Is she
0: deserving of that? Like it's kind of right. cruel,
1: right? But- right. Where like if it was somebody like Britney Spears or Amy Winehouse, I, or even like Monica Lewinsky, who's been, you know, in the news a lot Mm -hmm. recently because uh, of American crime story uh, impeachment, where I think those women all deserve apologies for, you know, the media and the way that people not only made fun of them, uh, but vilified them in a, in a strange way. And especially when, you know, uh, two of those women one who which is 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 dead um you know suffered from mental illness yeah and we're having no, totally these very public breakdowns and all that the media did was basically just them. lampoon yeah. them right yeah yeah i agree and where where tammy faye again yeah. like i still she's still a human being she was a human being you know it's it's good to humanize somebody not just look at them as a cartoon character even though she is very larger than life and over dramatic but I think that the movie is also very soft on some of the things that maybe she was complicit in. Yeah. um, In terms of, of fraud and financial gain.
0: I do not disagree, Eric at all. Um, And then talking about American crime story, I almost like, I don't love Ryan Murphy, but he almost like his costume dramas, which I consider everything he does like a costume drama um, because it is larger than life. And everyone's in a wig and ridiculous clothing, even though it's like, period accurate whenever he makes his stuff like his vibe almost fits this story more and would have brought a, a, a even an edge to it that not i don't necessarily vibe with but i almost would have thought suited the material a bit more if that makes any sense if, right I don't know if you right agree, well it's it's like... it's
1: it's like it's like i mean we've talked about mm-hmm. this before and especially like when it comes to like something like david o russell's american hustle yeah. where you know it's movie stars playing dress up yeah. right yeah. and it's hard to sort of break that illusion and sort of get invested in in them as the character that they're playing or especially if and like and again tammy faye and 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 jim baker were larger than life personalities and so is televangelism in general of course Um, yeah but it just kind of feels like there's this great movie sort of underneath all of that and maybe not focusing just on those two as as sort of mm-hmm. the main focus like just looking at it as a whole i think would be interesting but That's i also wanted too. to quickly mention mm-hmm. and 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 i apologize to anybody um i didn't I, is is the phrase um turning a blind eye probably again i'm just I,
0: I, not necessarily like um i uh i've just to be completely honest i'm trying to some ableist language just trying right. to um basically do better of learning about these sayings and just seeing so like i, I again like I tone don't wanna, deaf is another yeah, one uh, right? which again some people argue being like well it, it, you know tone deaf is i've tried to do research again and doing this show just to be open with everyone is like i try to kind of Uh, again think about what we're saying and and
1: i i don't think so but um no but i i I would like to take that into account and and also learn and and sort of find uh new ways to to talk about that and Mm -hmm. And again, I mean no offense to anybody. No, I know. And, and I was
0: I was the one who almost uh, was saying that I was trying to think of a better saying. Right, or if, right. Uh, that's all I'm doing. And but I no, no, no. That's, no, that's good to do. know
1: as well because, yeah. like again, like you want to grow and 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 understand and advance your
0: vocabulary and not rely on things that if right. um, other people, you know, if it's even if it's unintended, which obviously it is, that it's just you know, it's okay to go, Oh, is there a better way of saying that? So that's all I trying to do now, especially, you know, as we write reviews or talk and things like that. So, yeah. And um, that's always
1: good to know. And, 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 mm-hmm. you know, to take that mindfulness. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Moving on, I'll, I'll look for other words to say that are no, sort of I don't in think you have to tune worry with it. that. Um, but but no, again, I I think it's always good to have that talk. Mm-hmm. um The other thing that I do kind of find interesting, and I and I wonder about it, watching the scenes where she's recording her albums. There's this whole subplot of this kind of this affair that she's having with a uh, music producer who left Nashville. You know, going on this Christian path, and I do like that line. The one thing I did laugh at is like, you know, this is the best work I've done since the Monster Mash album, and <laughs> I thought that was funny. But what I thought was kind of interesting about that moment, in terms of you know watching somebody who's not necessarily a musician who's very much off pitch, I I wonder if someone like Paul Thomas Anderson maybe saw you know Tammy Faye on TV at some point at a young age and took that. And used it for Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Fair. Because it (laughs) almost has that quality where, like, especially where Dirk Diggler was in the 1980s, you know, after his porn career, where you know he's looking for other avenues to make money and so he records that album right and mm-hmm. it kind of feel it kind of feels very similar yeah i can see that but i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of people that do that from actors to you know so uh, um athletes everybody in between but it just kind of felt very similar. And I'm sure maybe this film is maybe taking from that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Thomas Anderson maybe saw something similar to that on TV and was like, Oh, maybe I'll use that one day for, for something.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I think Chastain is, you know, as good as everyone is saying, I think she's, you know, I think the one thing that, kept me going in this movie because every time she was on screen I think she's fully committed and even with the makeup and and things like that you do kind of um get lost in her performance like I I don't think you ever once it's not just this kind of oh that's Jessica Chastain kind of just doing a over-the-top character even though that's ultimately what it is but you kind of lose yourself in her performance and I think you know that itself is why this movie is maybe worth a watch but I just think everything surrounding it is just kind of um,
1: mediocre, mediocre. So I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of five. I, I will give it a middle of the road three because I've been throwing out threes and three and a half <laughs> yeah. during this whole festival. Like it's nobody's business. And why should I change things? And and again, there, there are some little moments throughout the script that are interesting. I just wish they dive further into them. Yeah. And again, I wish that the, 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 the screenplay and the direction matched what Chastain was bringing. I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening.
0: Uh, we have tons of TIFF reviews, uh, up right now, both on YouTube and podcast services. So, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, you want to check out the video version, go subscribe over on untitled movie podcasts or untitled movie reviews. You'll find us on YouTube, um subscribe notification bell all that jazz thumbs up we really do appreciate it and if you want to listen to the audio version it's at untitled movie reviews we eric and i review you know sometimes two to three movies a week uh whatever's coming out that week but we have all of our tiff coverage and then we'll continue that uh you know for eternity hopefully Uh, so (laughs) we we'd love for you guys to to check that out uh, and continue listening or watching
1: we should also mention that we have reviews for all three, um, the, the uh, People's Choice winner, Belfast, mm-hmm. yeah. and the runners-up, Scarborough and The Power of the Dog, plus uh, the Midnight Madness winner, T10. Yeah, and the uh, documentary People's Choice, uh, The Rescue.
0: Yeah, So we have reviews up for all of those films. So that's just part of our TIFF coverage. So go check those out and see what we thought um, as well as Dune and other things I like mentioned. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening or watching. Uh, you know, if you want a one-stop shop for everything untitled, please go uh, follow us over on Letterboxd, which is untitled underscore movies. It's probably the easiest spot to get all that stuff we're talking about, whether you want the video, the podcast, see our star rankings or averages between Eric and I's, ratings uh our personal profiles all that jazz uh so that's untitled underscore movies over on letterboxd but as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can
1: follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric marchin uh you can find more of my video reviews at rogers tv.com cinema and on the social medias at em6211 until next time Coke or Pepsi are not a sponsor of the Untitled Movie Reviews. But they can. They can. If be. they Hit want, we up. will sell
0: out. <laughs> I love Coke Zero.